French did you take? I took seven years, I think. And I think the only thing I can say is seven. The word seven in French. I know nothing. Nothing? I know. No. I don't either. And it's one of my my biggest like regrets and goals in life is to be able to speak French fluently. I wish I could fake it. I know. But I can't. So tonight uh, we cover a very serious topic in a very glamorous way. We, uh, we do. I feel like really... I don't know, very not glamorous after speaking to our amazing guest. I feel, yeah, I do too. I feel like a hick. <laughs> Somebody called me a hick in the last five years and I feel like it. I feel now. like a hick tonight too. Um, How do you say her name? Magali. Magali. Magali is French and she is a certified divorce financial analyst, which is kind of a newer mm-hmm. uh, profession around divorce. She's a trained financial advisor of 25 years who decided to focus after her own divorce on this particular certification and really empowering people going through it to understand their financials. So, C-D- CDFA. CDFA, Certified yeah. Divorce Financial Analyst. What and we learned is everybody should have one. Everybody thinking about a divorce oh should God. meet with a CDFA and everybody in the midst of one should meet with one. Yeah, because divorce really comes down to two things, money and kids. And you gotta know where your money is. And the information that she provided is um, it's going to save you money. That, that's the biggest thing I yes. learned today is that meeting with her is going to save you money because the information that she has, that your attorney, no mm-hmm. matter how great your attorney is, a lot, of attorneys aren't, a lot of attorneys aren't trained in financial matters. Exactly. That's a big thing that we need to realize. Like You may think that your lawyer is going to go and be able to negotiate your property right. settlement. This ain't L.A. law. No, it's not. And this it, ain't Hill Street Blues. Yeah, Harry Hamlin, what? No, right. not here tonight. But CDFA <laughs> is... AF, who yeah. I, okay. C-D-A-F. Anyway, Magdalene. 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 Seriously, you should listen to this. And financially, if you've got some young kid whippersnappers, it's also good to have them understand what they should be doing financially mm-hmm. before they grow up and get married and get divorced. Yep. Just kidding. That was bitter. Okay. It's all money. Money is power and knowledge is power and you got money and Moulin knowledge, Rouge. You're, you're good. This is like the Moulin Rouge of smart people podcast. Oh. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop. Yeah, okay. she's too gorgeous and too French and too smart, and it just, it's just, it's upsetting. You might want, if you don't usually way. watch the video of our podcast, you might want to watch the video for yeah. this one. Yeah, and thank you for me and my fuzzy gray sweater, let me tell you. <laughs> okay, right. here thank we go, you. here we go. Okay, Teresa, so excited to be here tonight. We're here with Magali. Am I pronouncing that right? That is correct, yes. Fantastic. Magali. And I am so, I feel so fortunate to have met you, because we actually met through a mutual friend, and we have similar... Um, interest, obviously. Magalie is a certified divorce financial analyst. She's been in the finance world for a very long time. And I think, you know, again, so there's so much information that's missing in the divorce process and the financial part of it is such a major part of it. And I would love for you to kind of talk to us a little bit about who you are, how you kind of share your story and how you kind of decided to specialize in helping women mostly. Yes empowering them through the divorce process with the financial aspects of things. Thank you. Thank you for asking. Um, This all came about actually after my divorce. Mm -hmm. So I have 20 years of experience in the financial industry. And um, when I went through my divorce, the the financial ramification was so great. The timing was horrible, first of all. I had a perfect trifecta. My grandmother died. The recession hit in 2008, and I filed for divorce. Mm-hmm. So the emotion aspect of uh, you know going through it all was very difficult to handle. Um, and what I realized when it was all said and done is that I had made some crucial mistakes 
that I had not paid attention to some details I should have paid attention to, even with my 20 years of experience as a financial person. And uh, my attorney had overlooked, you know, the details that you need to include in your property settlement agreement, which led me to go back to court three more times. Three times? Three times. Three times, more financial outlay (sighs) every single time, Mm -hmm. where if it had been drafted correctly to begin with, we probably would have been able to avoid a lot of this. So that really prompted me to reflect, you know, as you know, there's an emotional roller coaster we all go through during a divorce. Of course. And um, we go through many stages from anger to mourning to sadness. And those are very difficult to manage when you also have to make some decisions, which are business decisions, that are going to affect the rest of your life. So... I decided uh, to look a little bit more into it and um, stomped upon this certification, which is CDFA, Mm -hmm. standing for Certified Divorce Financial Analyst. And that's a certification that really trains you into understanding everything you should know from a financial perspective when you are looking at a divorce or when you're in the midst of a divorce. So, okay, touching on that, because this is where I had no financial advice when I got divorced. Um, What makes that certification different than like a CPA or what the knowledge that a lawyer would have? What's kind of the difference that that's a great question, Heather. Um, So the certification really has trained us to look at every aspect of um, a property financial property settlement agreement Mm -hmm. and help you gather all the financial data, help you run projections, help you Um, gather your financial data in order to prepare for everything that will be asked of you during the divorce proceeding when it comes to your finances. Um, Something as simple as putting a financial statement together, which is the first thing you have to do when you start your divorce proceeding, and uh, analyzing your budget. Most of us don't really realize how much we may spend on hair or nails or, (laughs) (laughs) you know, the groceries. (laughs) Yes, exactly. All those extra things. And, um, you know, looking through your bank statement, your credit card statement, gathering all this information ahead of time. Is, is one thing that we would help the client to. And that can be kind of a scary process, too, if you haven't had to really granularly it's go through eye-opening. your expenses. Yeah. It's really eye-opening. If you haven't had to worry about watching every penny of your expenses, and all of a sudden you do, you just don't realize. I mean, I've heard from many clients, where did all the money go? I don't understand. Well, let's dive down. Let's mm-hmm. look into it. Let's see, oh, well, this part over here is going here and here. Um, So that's step one. The second thing that we're trained to do is look at tax returns to make sure that we understand all the businesses that you you and your husband may own, um, help you look at your retirement assets, don't forget your pension plans, a 401k from a company that you may have worked for 25 years ago and you forgot about, Mm -hmm. Um, and also separate marital assets from uh, separate assets. So any assets you may have inherited or that you brought into the marriage should be considered separate assets. But did you keep the right records in order to make sure that those retained, you know, the separate status? And isn't there the a divorce? way, like we had lunch with another um, person in the financial industry who was talking about how 
they had set up individual trusts Mm -hmm. that they each brought into the marriage. So if there was an issue, because they each had individual trusts, it wasn't as contentious because they kind of had their own things. Those things you can do um, to prepare, Mm -hmm. for sure. And when two parties, especially if it's a second marriage, are looking at a, you know, union again, we recommend prenuptial. We recommend having some trust set up and having very concise and non-threatening conversation about financial matters. Um, The other aspect of it is that men and women think very differently about money, very differently. So the woman's going to be more worried about having enough to, you know, live on, to retire, to secure the children's future, college education, and the men may have different goals than that. So making sure that that conversation is open between the two parties early on and that the financial expectations have been properly communicated, I think is crucial. That and that obviously can lead to some very difficult conversations, I'm sure. But what do you recommend? I mean, I think a lot, what happens a lot of times is that people think about it almost too late. So they start to think right. about the financial aspects of it and the property after they sign the mm-hmm. settlement agreement. So at what stage do you recommend consulting with that's, someone like you that's, when they're considering a divorce? I'm very happy you asked that question. I have seen it in so many cases. The CDFA is also trained in analyzing your property settlement agree- agreement and quantifying it. Mm -hmm. So making sure that before you sign on the dotted line, do you understand what this means? Do you understand what is included, what may not have been included? Did you think about absolutely every asset that was at stake during the, you know, the proceeding? And did you, do you understand where you will be in five years and 10 years and 20 years? So a lot of what we will do is we'll take the uh, property settlement agreement that was proposed and then we'll run test stress on it or analysis that will tell you, Heather, in 20 years, this is what it's gonna look you're like. Almost, you're gonna be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so we may want to you know, include that. this or revisit this or so on and so forth. And what I've seen happen a lot is, you know, in common state, especially uh, law, properties are gonna be divided 50-50 but 50-50 is not necessarily 50-50. Mm-hmm. It all depends on, okay, what is your career currently? What is your income potential? What's your spouse income potential? Um, whether you, uh, let's say hypothetically, you have two properties and you had a marital property that you were both residing in and then you had a second property. And uh, there was $100,000 worth of equity in each of those properties and so you decide that both of you will take one of the property and that's 100,000. That seems fair. Does it seem fair? Uh, yes, I mean. More or less? Yeah, pretty much. Well, it really, it, it depends because if um, the tax consequences that are gonna come into play when you go to sell your property. We have a tax exemption of $250,000 on your primary residence. If it's a second home. If it's a second home, you have capital gain exposure. Mm-hmm. So your actual realized gain that you have in the property is not necessarily what you thought it was going to be. And I don't think that's something that's super well known to a lot of people. I think that that's, you know, you need someone who's trained in this area to educate you on that. Correct. Okay, so follow-up question to that. So 
say I'm thinking about getting a divorce. You know, I've decided I'm pretty unhappy. I, you know, I think I want to go through with this. But I really don't have any idea of where the financials are. You know, my husband kind of takes care of everything. What do you think are the first steps you should do, you know, to kind of get ready to even call you or consult with you? I mean, like, in order to get your head around to financially prepare for right. this. Um, hopefully you have some you know, some idea of what your financial situation is and some idea of where you may be able to find the financial data. Um, I would make copies of any records that you can get your hand on. Um, I would pull up your credit report. That's a good place to start. So you can see also any debt that may be associated to uh, your name and um, pull up if you have a residence pull up the deed on the residence you know see how the residence is titled just gather a little bit of information anything that you can have access to um, then a cdfa could help you trace the money as well so if need be um, at doing discovery we could really look more closely with the tools and this is kind of before you even decide to file that's before you decide to file. You should be mentally ready. You know, the emotional roller coaster, again, that we touched on, and the conflict that can arise from divorce proceeding is, is a great, is really large. So the more you can get prepared and the better educated you are, the better you will handle it. Um, once you have an idea that you may want to end the marriage, there's three different ways that you can go about it. Mm -hmm. The first way is hire an attorney, which would mean litigation, and that is the most costly uh, approach. The second would be collaborative law, which is catching on quite mm -hmm. a bit, and we like that very much. And the third is mediation. Uh, mediation being that you both agree to hire a mediator and to help you sort out everything from your property settlement agreement to your custody arrangement. Um, and that's the least expensive of all three. Either way, you will have to gather all your finances and that's the hardest part of it. So being prepared and being emotionally ready for some pushback and some conflict is important. Do you have an opinion on and maybe you don't feel qualified to give this kind of advice but and that's fine you know when it comes to your particular case mm -hmm. if you know are there certain ways that you can kind of steer people or recommend like if there's a business and there's complicated financials and you think there's a you know there's a great deal of assets you know do you say hey you know what I think this might be a good case to go to litigation or this could be better you know mediation I think you could figure this out right. or I don't Something think it's a black lines. and white answer. I think it has to do with, um, you know, the, the two parties that are involved. You have people that are rational and reasonable, and you may have one party that is completely irrational and reasonable, and consequently you have no choice but to go the litigation route. Um, if the party seems to be consensual on, you know, dissolving the partnership and, and the marriage, then pushing for collaborative law or mediation, in my opinion, is the best way. And mediators can handle any size mm -hmm. estates, really. Is that, I mean, that's a good, I thought about that as a question. It's like, mm -hmm. do you recommend if there's assets over, 
you know, if it's you know a million to five, it, you can mediate. If it's over twenty, do you suggest collaborative law? If it's like a hundred million, or litigation. I mean, yeah, is there like I a sliding if, scale? If your state is a hundred million, hopefully you've put some parameters <laughs> yes. in, in place during reaching for the sky on that one. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, let's look at Bezos and mm-hmm. you know exactly his billion dollar settlement, mm-hmm. but he's still the richest man on the planet, so don't think it affected him much. Um, you know, the family law court are one of the worst that we have in the country, in my opinion. In Arizona? Specifically, uh, no, not in Arizona. Law. I think in the country. Okay. Family law. And it's very vague. A lot of it can really be left for a judge to interpret and um, to rule on. So my personal advice would be try as much as possible to avoid having to go to court. If your divorce is going to end up in court, ultimately nobody will be happy. Mm -hmm. There will be some consequences. First of all, it's incredibly costly. And secondly, the judge will have full power to make decisions that you you may not have been in agreement with or you may not have even thought of Mm -hmm. to begin with when you started this process so um, you know again the emotion plays a big part of it and this is where a divorce agency like yourself can really be that quarterback Mm -hmm. you know bouncing the ideas understanding okay I know right now I'm highly emotional this is really difficult and this is going to have a tremendous impact on my life but I have got to put my business hat on and pick my fights Mm -hmm. and understand what I'm comfortable with. It's not always about getting the most that you can get necessarily. I think it's about getting, you know, what you're comfortable with and what is going to put you at ease and give you that peace of mind. Mm -hmm. I think that's more important. Unfortunately, our system has encouraged conflict, in my opinion. And... You know, do you feel like that's just because it's a bit like divorce is a business? It's a fifty billion dollar annual business. Mm-hmm. Fifty billion. Attorneys make a lot of money. Coaches, uh, not coaches necessarily, but um, court appointed, you know, uh, forensic accountant and mm-hmm. all of those. So the most that you can do ahead of time to mitigate some of this, the better off you will be. And most importantly, get educated. Mm-hmm. understand your choices, understand your financial picture, understand your budget, what you will need after divorce, what you can and cannot afford. Can you stay in your marital property after divorce? Mm-hmm. That's you know, a question that we get 75% of the time from the women that would like to stay in the primary residence, especially when children are involved, mm-hmm. but can we afford it? And, a lot and of those are hard decisions. Yeah. Right, and that's where we can help. Mm-hmm. Um, I had another question. I just completely lost. I feel like Teresa. No. In. Well, first of all, if you're going to have a podcast, <laughs> why not find someone with the most gorgeous accent that you've ever heard? So right. that's just separate. <laughs> um, if you're watching on on the camera, she's just as beautiful. Anyway, I'm not hitting on you. Am I? Am I <laughs> that's okay. Is that, have I it done that before? Did we say one this went really? No, this went from serious. We, really? Did we? Still waiting See for what happens when you let yes. me talk. This what happens when you let me talk. It goes from serious <laughs> and educational to me like. But that's good. That's that's the balance. Um, Okay, so I'm just trying to like think of this from somebody listening, and they're like, I might want to get a divorce, 
is she appropriate for me to talk to if it's going to be very contentious? My, my husband's not going to want to give me the information. Should I go meet with a CDFA even if I'm thinking of getting a divorce? That's my first thing. Absolutely. Absolutely, yes. Absolutely, okay. yes. Even um, if you have a money manager. My husband says we have Bill Smith managing our money. Do I still go to somebody new? Separate. Completely mm -hmm. separate. That is okay. completely separate. Your money manager and your CDFA are two, okay. wearing two different hats. So, so then you're completely separate. The CDFA is at least going to give you a list of items that uh -huh. you want to be looking for. Okay. So if you are not involved at all in the um, marital finances, right, then you may not know what you need to ask for. Right. So have a list, and that's where we can walk you through it. We can ask you a couple of questions, probing questions. Do you own a company? How long has you know the corporation been in place? How are you involved in the corporation? Do you work for the with the corporation? Is there a prenuptial agreement in place? Do you have children? This is different than a forensic accountant, right? That is right? different than That's a forensic different. accountant. So can somebody might that? own a business. Yeah, sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. I've, I've had so many situations where somebody owns a business. Yes. And they're like, let me give you a settlement. Don't go scrub the business for details. Somebody takes the settlement because they have no idea that the business is worth 10 times more than they thought. Mm -hmm. So that's different from you, but they yes. should still get a CDFA. That's not as, as as big as going and getting somebody to try to go look at the business entirely, but they that still need a, a CDFA. That would be a business evaluator. Business evaluator, okay. Business evaluator, yes. So say that they're, the divorce is going through they're getting along enough. Is it something where the person would say, hey, soon to be X, I think we need a CDFA, or do people get each their own? I they think that's a question. They get each their own. They each get their own. Okay, yes, so yes. one would get one and one would get the other. Okay. One would get the other. Um, Could you represent both or no? If the couple was getting along well? Yeah, if it's mediation, then okay. yes. Because okay. we would want projection for both parties. Okay. So we could, you know, run the projection. Here's the... The property settlement agreement that's on the table right now assuming we move forward with it here's what your picture looks like in 5 10 15 years here's the illustration and then you've got a lot more data to look at to understand again a dollar today is not necessarily right the same value for party a than party b tomorrow are attorneys telling their clients you need to get a CDFA because I know of a I know of, I know of divorces happening right this second where there's tax stuff that's happened, mm -hmm. and they're like I I don't know what to do. My attorney doesn't know what to do, and I'm like, okay, well I've got this podcast tonight. And I, <laughs> I know I know I was like Target literally, and people were like listening to me, and I'm like I've got this podcast tonight. They're like, no, you don't. You don't even have makeup on. And so I'm like I have someone I think I want you to talk to. I was shocked that her attorney, his attorney, didn't say. Oh well, let's get a CDFA to look at this. The attorney's just like, I don't know about the taxes that were never filed, or I don't know about this. Not nothing right. against attorneys, but are attorneys not saying that people need so, a CDFA? Some attorneys are better versed than others okay. in financial matters. For the most part, the attorney is going to be focused on the law and okay. on what assets are at, at stake and trying to get you, in their opinion, you know, the best settlement that they can mm -hmm. as your attorney. They're not necessarily detailed financial people. So um, we often work alongside the attorney. Mm -hmm. We're not there to you know, guide them. We're there to help them understand what they're looking at and give them summary analysis of the data. Um, you know, no attorneys wants to spend five hours at looking at bank statements no. going back seven right. years or tax returns and those type of things. So 
we we can do that for them and we're a lot less costly as well oh that's good to know i wouldn't have i wouldn't have assumed that do you do you find that lawyers are like maybe it's just that it's not as well known in the divorce process are they resistant okay um and i i think a lot of attorneys will have the paralegal do Mm -hmm. some of the work as well um but it isn't yet common enough Mm -hmm. right it's very common to say okay you you're fighting about the children you need a mediator that is you know going to take care of those issues here's who i would appoint or here's how i would recommend when you're find it, fighting about finances, they don't really do mm-hmm. that yet. And hopefully it's coming. You know, it, it's it's a certification. I mean, most people that I will tell that, you know, I've done this training and this is what I can do, they don't understand. They don't understand what it will entail. No. And even the attorneys, I think, probably don't fully understand. I think one great example, Heather, in the real estate that you do, you're like, attorneys aren't even... This is sponsored by an attorney. No. The attorney, <laughs> Heather's like, attorneys aren't letting people know wh- when you go final, your income has to look a certain way yes. for the person who hasn't worked to be approved to buy a home. Yes. So that's just, right. I mean, that's what, that's just one example of the right. things that Heather has learned. I'm sure, can well, you give us budget. some examples of things, obvious things that you're like, people don't realize this and their attorneys aren't telling them. Are there mm-hmm. other obvious nuggets? That really has to do with language for a mortgage. You like, know, uh-huh. that's like, you know, the loan industry is regulated. Uh-huh. So if you sign a property settlement statement and you have income, but it's, it doesn't necessarily have qualifying language that it counts as income, mm-hmm. they don't consider it. So you won't be able to qualify for a mortgage. I mean, you could be getting 20 grand a right. month, right. Which but is, if it's right. not written right. properly in the divorce decree, they can't use that and it will be kicked out of underwriting. Yeah. It's crazy. And I'm guessing she it. has 20 more of those examples that are like, oh, if you I'm don't sure. do it this way, mm-hmm. right. you're going to get screwed over even if you don't mean Absolutely. to be. Absolutely. Right. Or your property settlement agreement could say you have to refinance the property within a certain number of mm-hmm. years. Okay. Well, yet, are you sure that your ex-spouse is going to be able to qualify for exactly. refinance? How do you make sure that those languages also that will remove your name mm-hmm. from you know, any lien that may have been on the property. Um, and how do you educate your client that perhaps selling the house is actually the better option yes. because right. they would not qualify for the refinance. Yes. Heather Candelaria. They find themselves, you know, into a sticky situation right. at that point. Mm-hmm. Having to sell in the midst of the recession, for instance. Absolutely. Which, a you lot know, has hurt a lot of people. Exactly. Myself included. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's for both sides. I mean, there's so many successful women now. When we talk about this, we're not at all assuming that the it's man is the moneymaker and the woman hasn't worked in 20 years. That does happen, and a lot of times it's it's the most horrific stories that you hear about just because they happen to not be as educated in some of the, the personal finances. But it can happen both sides. Mm-hmm. There's women that make more that are worried about yes. having to pay. and You know, it, honestly, in my particular situation, that's a, that was exactly the case. Mm-hmm. I was the breadwinner. I was the one who, you know, had a higher income. So when the child support calculator was put together, it was X that I had to pay my ex. Mm-hmm. And there was some bitterness to it. But, you know, nowadays we've got more and more women in high power position. And, you know, I'm actually writing a book about this because, again, we operate separately. And that emotion that we feel on the hot side, mm-hmm. but also on the left side, a lot of time will lead us to make some crucial mistakes. Mm-hmm. 
We're going to give the house away. And people want it over. They want it over, too. We're going to give the house away because we can't stand it anymore and we just Mm -hmm. want to move on. Mm -hmm. So managing those emotions, that's initially why I really wanted Mm -hmm. to get into this. Helping the woman refocus and say, okay, I understand this is not easy right now. And I've been there and I've done that. Let's put a business hat on because Mm -hmm. we got to look at it, you know, when it's all said and done in five or ten years and make sure that you're secured. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Um, And and I think, you know, it's important to know that a lot of women are also looking at marriage and not necessarily protecting themselves when they Mm -hmm. go into the marriage. Right. And, you know, not a podcast, but I think Mm -hmm. we should talk about that. Prenuptial agreement and why it should not be a taboo conversation and what we should, if you have a prenuptial agreement, your divorce proceedings are going to take a quarter of the size. We were talking about recently about renaming it. Because you hear the word prenup in like Stigma. rap songs and you're like prenup and it's like this bad word when really if we could it just isn't. rename it to something, why wouldn't everybody want to have some type of plan for the future? Mm-hmm. What did Think somebody call it. it? What did somebody say? Like they call it, I don't forgot the name. Future we have focus. a house for a contract. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a contract for a house, right. sorry. We have a contract when we buy a business. Right. We have a contract when uh, we go get a new employment. Mm-hmm. Why don't we have a contract when we marry? And by the way, it takes about five minutes, right, for us to say, I do, to go get a marriage license. Mm-hmm. And it can take years to get divorced. Right. Years and lots and lots of money. What about if, if people are both going into the marriage and they don't have anything? You know, they're young and they just think neither one of us have anything. Should That's they still different. do one? No. That's a little bit more a little bit different. Okay, but for the second marriages, especially for the second marriage, and the third, for you sure, learned, you need to have a plan. Yes, right. You need to have a plan. Is there a set form that people do, or is it just as different as each relationship? No, and it could be as easy as saying, you know, we have a prenuptial agreement that said this is what I walked into the marriage with. Mm-hmm. Those are my sole and separate assets, and I am taking this, and we agree that during our marriage, X will be contributed to marital assets, uh-huh. and we agree to mediation. We agree that we are not hiring attorneys and, you know. Right. So, you know, especially when there's children involved, mm-hmm. the children at the end of the day are the one losing. Absolutely. That's really what breaks my heart. Right. Is what the children are going through. They feel the parents' emotion. There's ramification, you know, directly affecting those children. And we need to take a different approach to divorce, right. period. Say that I want to hide some money. <laughs> I will not cancel you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, but that's interesting. I think the whole, I think the next generation will be a, more open and it'll just be normal to have a prenup. I mean, it'll just be like, of course we do, you know, but I think right. in our, you know, at least in my age, not as many people, they, they, they do that's it, but they it. just kind of think that there's like something there and they think that it is like oh they have a prenup and so it assumes that like one Divorce. gets all the money and one doesn't no yeah. it just okay, means well, that here's a plan. Yeah. statistic for right? five seconds yeah. right again the divorce industry is a 50 billion dollar industry there's on average about two million marriages in the u.s every year and about 800 divorces that's about 40 percent so 40 percent of people that say i do end up in divorce mm-hmm. on the second marriage it rises up to 50 percent the third marriage, 61%. Apparently, we don't learn. (laughs) (laughs) Then they die. I'm kidding. So, yes. So, the statistics speak for themselves. 
And, right. you know, we live in a different type of society where there's a lot of temptation. I mean, lots of things happen. Mm-hmm. And you should be prepared for the worst, period. Just like you prepare for your retirement, you should be prepared for the worst. But do you think sometimes, it, because to me, you know, in our generation, it's like prenup means that you're already thinking about a divorce before you get I don't married. agree. I don't agree either. But it's like no. prenup should mean business arrangement, not necessarily divorce. Right. So Prenup should be... Let's make sure that while we're getting along and mm-hmm. we love each other, we have a fair agreement in place in the event that we decided to part ways yeah. in 10 or 15 years. So, because if you spell it out early, there is no fighting for the attorneys. Mm-hmm. You're going to save a great deal of money. I've seen people mortgage their houses, drain all their college kids' education plan, fighting just to get divorced. That should not happen. Again, we need to change the conversation around divorce. Absolutely. Are there any, like, like heads up, like, what does Oprah say? Aha Red moments? Flags. Like, you're married, yes. and then one of the spouses is like, you're like, why did I get a phone call that they are pulling money off our mortgage? Or You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, are oh, there yeah. any little things that you're saying? You know, like when, like, what's that magazine that used to be hot? Cosmo. Ten signs he's cheating on you like are there like any like red flags on somebody your spouse man or woman working or Mm -hmm. or homemaker they should not be doing this you should not be seeing this are there any like little tips well i would say don't be completely blinded Mm -hmm. and and operating in the dark you know even if you don't enjoy there's a lot of uh, men and women Mm -hmm. that don't necessarily like to talk about money they Mm -hmm. either feel that it's too complicated or it's been taboo in the family you know they have different relationship with money and uh, consequently they're not informed I think but if you're married you should understand what are my input what are my outlays what's what's coming in what's going out Mm -hmm. you know where do we stand in terms of our overall net worth and even if you just sit down with your financial advisor once a year mm-hmm. and at least get a full picture and suffer through a 45-minute appointment, hopefully your advisor has all your data, you should at least have a basic understanding of where you stand. Don't be blinded. You know, what if your your spouse is spending lots of money on credit cards and you mm-hmm. didn't know that you had a few hundred thousand dollars worth of that? Mm-hmm. That's my total debt. You're going to carry half of it. Um, so on, you know, both the assets and the debt, you should be aware. Information is key. How would be you find educated. out about those credit cards? Pull your credit report. Mm-hmm. Your credit, because they're going to be on your credit. Correct. Too, if it's on there. And okay. also with the house, like there have been stories of a spouse opening a home equity line of credit. Right. That's exactly right. what that's I was on thinking title of. That they didn't know about, and they're they using it like know. a credit card. Correct. And it's actually now on title with the house. So you mm-hmm. have to, you know, pull title with um, your residence as well. So, exactly. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so this is where, you know, I think what you say is so important, and that's kind of where our mindset is, too. It's like our whole kind of tagline is changing the story of divorce to the mm-hmm. business of divorce. And in your opinion, and maybe I'm just stating the obvious here, but because divorce is so highly charged, what percentage of the emotion and the anger and the, you know, almost trauma comes from really not knowing? Oh, I think a lot. I mean, especially financial, because if you don't have a good picture of it, don't you think all of that can be avoided? Yeah, I think I think a lot of it is driven by fear, right? And um, it could be the fear of not being financially secured. It could be the fear of being alone. It could be the fear of raising your children, you know, by yourself. 
a lot of the trauma initially is is that fear that settles in the failure dealing with the failure mm-hmm. um, and I mean it's it's a difficult question if, if an attorney is asking for all the financials uh-huh. I'm just now I'm thinking in my head about my next divorce I'm, like, um, <laughs> I'm kidding that's, our, um, that's, our that's the next episode um, <laughs> would you say here's my CDFA. You know what I mean? Like, would you be like, I've already talked to my CDFA. Like, is that how it would work? If you're thinking about... No, if you're like, say that someone has an attorney. Yes. And the attorney starts saying, I'm going to need these financials. Right, this attorney right. is from the South in my head. Apparently. And yes. then you're... Are you, do they just say, oh, just here's my CDFA. Yes, yes. Okay. If they've already had a conversation with us, we would have helped them prepare so it's gonna a lot of the okay. data that we know... Okay. The attorneys are going to be so you're going to you're going to make it less expensive. Mm-hmm. First yes. of all, from it's a less expensive standpoint. because the attorney isn't going to have to go through the finances. Somebody who's more equipped to do it is going to go through the mm-hmm. finances. So it's better and it's cheaper. Yes. Like yeah. a designer imposter perfume from Come Walgreens. On. I like to talk about that all the time. <laughs> we have to, we have it to smells that every podcast. It smells just as good. <laughs> if you have to skimp on money during divorce, keep getting your hair done. Just skimp on the perfume. Okay. Yeah. But okay, so that that makes sense. So it. There's no reason to not use one. There's no reason to not have a CDFA. Unless there's no assets at stake. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you, you know, say we would, I'm kidding. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, okay, there is sense. a cost associated with hiring right. a mm-hmm. CDFA. The cost, again, is less than half of okay. what an attorney would be on average or about half, depending on which state you look at. Um, so there's a, a great saving there. And again, for your peace of mind, mm-hmm. your attorney is not necessarily going to run those illustrations, going to help you right. understand, okay, this is a financial situation you're in, and this is where you're going to be at mm-hmm. when this is all said and done. Do you understand? Are you comfortable with that? And is right. that something that you can live with? And here's your budget. And here's, and here's your, you might have to exactly. go to work. You might not have to, but here's you your budget, have, and this is yes. what you need to do. And drafting the nice. plan, you know, I think, your earlier question, the fear is that a lot of people find themselves, you know, paralyzed by what am I going to do now? Mm-hmm. And if you have the plan in place, then at least you know what you're moving towards and you can take one step at a time. Whenever you're ready, gently having the coaches, having the support around you, you take those steps to really rebuild your life. It's fantastic. There's so many details in there. I know that a family law attorney isn't quite equipped to handle, even though I mean we have so many here in town that we love and that are especially the collaborative ones mm-hmm. that have been so helpful. We haven't met with one that we don't right. really like, well, but it's and just, financial. Yeah. I mean, I didn't touch on you know some of the more tricky, but if you've got stock options, uh-huh. if you have different compensation plans, if you have a business that has you know, that is looking at a merger and acquisition. I mean, Mm -hmm. all that can Mm -hmm. be really, really complex and complicated. And you need a financial person to really dive through all of this data and explain it to you Mm -hmm. in Lehman terms. So explain to a judge. Judges also are not financial people. Right. So when a judge is going to rule, Mm -hmm. if you have a pretty graph with some good illustration, he's going to understand that a lot better than a stack this big of papers. Okay. And do you do with taxes and all and all of that? The or CPA you, would do the taxes. The CPA would do the taxes. Yes, side. but okay. we would work right. hand in hand with the CPA. Now we'll read the taxes and uh-huh. kind of say, look into this okay. and take you right. know take a look at this. Um, 
and that's part of the financial, but the CPA really will look at all the tax returns if there was any issues there or if there was anything we were looking for. If you weren't doing this, what would you be doing? If I wasn't doing this, if making jewelry. <laughs> making jewelry? Which is also what I do. Is, did you make this that you have on? <laughs> so pretty. Yes. Oh my goodness, that's yes. beautiful. Gorgeous. Thank you. Right brain, left brain. Yes, right? you gotta have both. Rishad poured up, yeah. right brain, left brain. <laughs> is it time for the lightning round? Do you have any other, like with your real estate and everything, do you have any other detailed questions? Because you have the great questions about, I just, and your divorce was more complicated than mine. So I know that you have. I mean, this was, I got financially pretty ruined during my divorce. Mm -hmm. Same thing. I mean, it was at the height of the recession. We were right. leveraged to the teeth in real estate. I didn't understand real estate. I just kind of signed everything blindly. Right. And, you know, the fact that the economy was in the tank, um, you know, every lawyer that I talked to, you know, I did a couple of consultations. They're like, first of all, you have to declare bankruptcy immediately. Oh my goodness. And second of all, I need $10,000 to even talk to you. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't have that. And I don't, and I, didn't have the education to understand right. the ramifications and the repercussions, not only of bankruptcy, like, cause I got married young. Mm -hmm. I got married young. My parents weren't super financially savvy. Right. Um, I just kind of went, you know, my dad doing my taxes to then my husband doing my taxes, which I know sounds kind of, you know, weird, but that's just right. how it happened. You're weird. So, <laughs> a tough learning experience for yes. sure. But why would you my kids tell your mine. friends today? <laughs> Oh my gosh! If I were to oh tell anybody, get involved, oh right? no, ask for questions. Know your stuff. Get a prenup. Hire the best people possible because you're not going to know all the answers. So this mm -hmm. is the most critical time right. it, to invest in your future. Hire the right people. Figure right. out who the right people are, which is something that we do. You know, as right. a, from the consultation part of it, it's like, you know what? Based on what you're going through you have to go talk to Megaly. She's perfect for you. Right. You know, to make sure that you have the right team in place. That exactly. is so critical. And just protect yourself. Be educated. Be educated. Be educated. The Come more on. you know... Knowledge the, is power. The knowledge is power. Riff. <laughs> Reading is fundamental. <laughs> what was... The, I just... There's, and there, and you're writing... There, I'm sure you've written many books and, you, and I'll hopefully read them all at some point. But... We'll start, we'll start a divorce book club and we'll read yes, her books. I love it. But also, it's aiming also towards not just women, but women and men that are young. Mm -hmm. And like, you know what? You think you're getting old and you need to hurry and get married. You don't. Not, you, you need don't. to think about the ramifications. Yeah. I love that word. Of right, trying to raise a child with someone that you're divorced with, even if it is amicable, the, the complexities of that are, are rougher than maybe holding out a little bit um, and not rushing into marriage. And, and if you I do, agree. you know, rush into marriage, having the financial platform for it. Well, and if you can minimize the anger and the resentment that comes a lot with the financial yes. stuff, it will be better for your kids. It will if be. If you can so just take your empower time. yourself. Don't rush. Mm -hmm. Take your time. You know, gather all this information. Think through it. You don't have to rush and foul and, and start fighting right. right from the get-go just try to take care of yourself emotionally first and foremost because mm -hmm. if you're mm -hmm. not emotionally adept because you're so stressed out about all of those things right. you're gonna make the wrong decision right period mm -hmm. all of us have all of us will so surround yourself with the right team which goes from your coaching from a psychologist from you know, helping with your children, managing all mm -hmm. the stress, mm -hmm. the emotion in the household. And then, you know, have have other people explaining to you, okay, this is this is my financial impact here. 
can I do this? Oh no, I cannot do this. What else are my options? Mm -hmm. And if it is maybe not the news you expected from your CDFA, uh -huh. um, dealing with it without emotion Correct. and realizing that your mindset can only make it worse, you know, or better. You're not right. going to change any dollar signs or any zeros by getting upset and, and fighting about it. Mm -hmm. it. It could be news you don't want to hear, but at least it's reality when you it, deal with an expert. It is, and it's not easy to deal with it. I mean, I we may look at a plan and we may say you really can't afford to stay in the house but but i love this house i've been there for 20 years right. houses are just i mean they're i mean and you have to you know it's not easy but you have to say well okay so let's look let's it look it. at the numbers yeah Let i love my duty and board bag i got in eighth grade yeah you know i loved it then yeah. and then you move on and you love other stuff right. you're gonna I, love a different house yeah and right. that's where the coaching part comes into yeah. it's like let's think about where you want to be in two years Right. And like, what does that look like? You know, if you're in a house that's maybe cuter or smaller, but your, your kids are happy, you know, you've gone back to work, like, where do you want to be? And let's help you get there. Exactly. And let's focus on that instead of the anger and the resentment that you might be feeling because of what happened in the past. So right. it's just trying to move on. There's okay. this weird quote that's come up like three times this week. It's what like, is it? <laughs> it's like, Pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. I love that. But it, it's weird. It. Like, it keeps yes. showing up in my life that in the last, true. like, three I, days. So. My, I was getting Botox, and she was saying it to me. Was she? <laughs> <laughs> Botox. Dre's looking at me like, Teresa, yes. yeah. you're not even drinking tonight, and you just think yeah. that you're, I don't know. Botox what. is essential. Filler is optional. <laughs> <laughs> after, the, after the 45 crowd. We're going to say happy birthday to some people now. No, I'm kidding. We're not. Um, <laughs> birthday shout-outs. Birthday shout-outs. So we like to do this little thing at the end. Teresa okay. actually came up with this. She's the best oh, one. Oh, well, I know. I mean. The lightning round. And, oh, I do this to people. Good thing so I never fun. dated a lot, like, on Tinder. What if I did this, like, to people when I D met them? Um, and go. You go. You do the first no, one. No, you, you go. All right, red okay. or white? I'm confused. Red uh, or white? Like, to, like, Caviar questions. or cashmere? Cashmere. You get to pick one. Cashmere? Oh, yes. There we go. Heather? Um... French Riviera, Italian Riviera. Oh gosh, that's a tough call. French. Okay, of course. Mountains <laughs> or beach? Beach. You're going next. I'll be oh funnier this time. Think of another one. Paperback or hardback? Hardcover. 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 Brokeback. Okay, hardcover. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> um, heels or sneakers? Ooh. Oh, heels. Okay. Always fancy. I love it. Oh my. That's the French. Mm-hmm. Where are you? Where Do you stay up you? late? Stay up later. What? You, where oh, are you ahead. from? Stay up late or get up early? Both. 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 You don't oh, need that much sleep. Are oh you? no, I do. I catch up on the weekend, but no. You do. Eleven to six. Eleven thirty to six. And when you catch up on the weekend, what do you do? Like, how late do you sleep in? Seven thirty-eight. And then what do you do? What's your workout? What's my workout? Yeah. Uh, you don't have okay. to work out. No, I the do. The French. Oh, they don't yeah. have to work out. <laughs> um. Really, it's very sporadic. I'm, I'm horrible. Good, good. No, I love it when people say that. That's it's amazing. like real. I hate them, but I love I it know. at the same time. Do you have a, a favorite dish that you like to cook? Oh, Do you I like to cook? Things. I love to cook. Uh, I made chocolate mousse last <gasps> night. Um, and you don't work out. Just, I'm going to go cry right now. <laughs> <laughs> Should work out, though. You were asking um, a good question. I think you were asking when she moved here, weren't you? I was asking about your background and where you're oh, from. Because yes, you do yes. have this beautiful accent. Gosh. Long story, I'll make it really short. But um, came to the U.S. 25 years ago. Studied uh, international business and finance. And started my career in the financial services um, right out of college. 
moved to Arizona over 10 years ago and love it. Mm -hmm. uh, what brought you to Arizona? Uh, the ex-husband. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, three children, happily remarried. And, um, and where I, are you from originally? I was born in Brittany, okay. which is on the West Coast mm -hmm. in France. So that's my home. That's where my heart belongs. Oh, that's why I love red wine and chocolate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you get to get back there often? I try, yes. Oh, yes. Do you yes. still have family back you there? You speak French? All the children speak French, <gasps> yeah. They're all trilingual. Will you teach me French? Yes, Do you offer course. French lessons? Okay. It's <laughs> one of my dreams in life is to be fluent in French. It's not as difficult as you would think. Oh, I, I took it for seven it. years and I don't know one. I think some people, I'm like linguistically challenged. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I, So you must language, be really good in math. Mathematics. Not as good as you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a CDFA. <laughs> like I can balance a checkbook. Self-proclaimed something. I don't even know. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, so French. Yeah, French. I know. French. I'm just. Yes. I just am sitting here feeling envious. Your international divorce coaches. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Your partner. Our next We're guest is going to be like this. Uh, this is going to sound so boring. <laughs> We're be like, can you just do some kind of accent? Like, I know. I just feel so unworthy to be here. I was in class yeah. all day. I'm like, yeah, just very casual. Oh, uh, one of my kids is already like, I'm moving to Paris. Like, I'm just for sure. She hasn't even been there yet, but she's so over America, and I'm, I'm like. Okay. I don't even blame you. Yeah. Like, honestly, if I was your Europe age... Europe is wonderful. And had to do it all over again? Yes. Just pick Travel with your children. That's mm -hmm. a big one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Travel with your children. That's yeah. my... Really that's one of my goals, like, when my kids are gone, because I'm at the light at the end of the tunnel. i got four years left when they're both out of the house. I'm going to leave and go... I'm, one of the things I want to do is go live in France for six months. Well, no problem. We'll yeah. arrange that. Okay. I can set it all up. <laughs> I would love Can't that. Bonjour, we are back. Yeah. I can coach from anywhere. Zoom. I know. Well, I hope that um, people listening understand. I mean, how, like, like the jokes is. here, but how serious this is. Mm -hmm. I mean, having a CDFA is completely life changing, and it's something that can be done, like you said, contentious divorce, getting a long divorce before yep. you're divorced. Right. And this whole new industry around divorce that's trying to really change the conversation around it to mm -hmm. make it less traumatic, less painful, less stigmatized is so important. And it's such a gift that we have people like you to turn to. So thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So thank you. This was great. We really appreciate it.